Hello, everyone. How are we? I myself am somehow very peppy, even though it's basically 1 a.m. I am definitely a night owl. I don't know. I feel like my brain just works better at night. I definitely am not going to be in work mode during New Year's Eve, and hopefully you are not either, but with that holiday comes a lot of great talking points for today. And I feel like I'm gravitated towards doing an episode like this, mainly because I am naturally always looking for ways to improve or how to improve something in my life, which honestly gets kind of toxic and I'll get into that later. But I've always loved New Year's because the definitive time gives me an actual time frame to obsess over progression without sounding crazy. (laughs) Also, in this episode, I am referring to goals and New Year's resolutions a lot. But I also want to remind you that this does not need to be a New Year's only exercise and discussion. You are in control of your life, so you are in control of how you want to change it and what goals you want to set in your life, and it doesn't need to be on New Year's. But at the same time, dedicating a time of year specifically for more tangible goals like that is always good because for those who are not as motivated, it gives them that motivation because it's a definitive time. And for those who are overly productive or motivated, it gives them also a definitive time so that they won't be obsessing for the entire year as much. I love to progress and find ways for improvement, which is a great way to think. But it does have a setback because I struggle to figure out what needs growth in my life versus what needs maintenance in my life. I actually wanted to do a podcast about this, but I don't know if I am even qualified to do a podcast on that because I still don't know how to figure that out for myself. It's a work in progress. I tend to get very overwhelmed because I always am trying to fix something, which is kind of sad. It's a great mentality to have in most situations like it's great to be improving but it gets toxic because adding too much on your plate first of all will negatively affect how you are working or how you are going throughout your life which (laughs) I definitely do that I push myself beyond my limits and then I end up mentally taking a toll I've talked about this before, but I recently have been having an increasing amount of problems with anxiety, and I am getting anxious because I'm focusing too hard on trying to fix my anxiety, when in reality, that's just making it worse. And I actually read a book the other day, or I read a chapter of a book the other day that was talking about how your worry and hyperfixation on the problem which in this case was anxiety, that's what the book's about, but your hyperfixation on a problem sometimes just makes the problem worse. So I think I've talked about this before, but my number one pet peeve is when a promise is made to me that is not kept. That is the general pet peeve, I'd say, but it has a lot of different connotations. 
that go into an unkept promise. For example, this could be when someone bails on me or someone's flaky or if someone says that they are going to do something and they don't do it or they say something and they don't mean it or they don't follow through. I have always had problems with this. And I remember talking about this and how people were bailing last minute on a graduation party and I was getting so pissed off because it's like, how do you do that? Especially when the bailing is last minute or if there is a lot of value to what the promise was. Like if you are bailing on something like a graduation party, like that's shitty, especially if it's last minute. If you say you're going to go to the store and you don't go to the store, then okay, whatever. But if you say that you will give me a kidney and then you don't, then that's a different, you know, the severity of it is a lot different. That has always been a major problem for me. Not necessarily a problem, but it's something that really bothers me when other people do that to me. It actually irks me beyond measure. And I get so irritated more than I normally see myself when people don't keep their promises. So I'm going into this because the new year comes with new resolutions and new goals for yourself. I think we can all agree that it sucks when people don't follow through or when promises are not kept. So with that, I say that this year, be the person that follows up and follows through with what you promised yourself. And don't bail on yourself. Don't flake on yourself. Mean it when you say that you are going to work on this resolution or goal. Put in the effort for it and follow through with it until you reach your goal or even past. Be the person that does that for yourself this year. Because I think we can all agree that it's shitty when people don't keep promises. So keep your own. So a way to avoid not meeting your resolution because... I think all of us can say that we have had resolutions or have made resolutions that have a short life. You say you're going to do something or you dedicate a goal for a year and you mess up very quickly. For some reason, (laughs) when I was thinking about this, the word smart came to my mind and I'm pretty sure I learned this in multiple classes that I've taken, but SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, Timely. So I guess school is paying off because I remembered an acronym I learned in my business class, but (laughs) that has to do with how you set your goals or resolutions. So making your goals specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely gives you no excuses for slacking off and it's a cookie cutter, clear objective for you and shows you what needs to be done and why it needs to be done, like what your passion is for it, I guess. It reveals that. Please make it realistic because whatever goals you have, if you don't make them realistic, then you're going to overreach and you're going to let yourself down, which sucks. No one wants to do that. But at the same time, make sure you are pushing yourself and set a goal that will actually make you grow rather than setting a goal that you know you can achieve easily because that's not going to do anything. Also, plan as much as you can so that you can build 
confidence in yourself that you can achieve this goal because why would you set a goal and in the back of your head know that it's not going to happen like first of all don't do that maybe your goal is too out of reach so make it more realistic and then plan as much as you can so that you can feel prepared it's like planning for uh, an exam you need to study the material and make sure that you are prepared for the test or the goal that day that you have to so that you can feel confident going into the test and you don't crash and burn find motivation for whatever you want to change so for example if your resolution is an easy one is going to the gym more looking forward to seeing literally thousands of people at the gym that's already packed But anyways, (laughs) so if you find the motivation for going to the gym, it has to be more than the typical motivation. Like, yeah, you want to be healthier or have a better physique or be more confident, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and you need something that's more specific that will help you actually do the task. The gym, for example, you can go with a friend to make it more enjoyable and hold you accountable. You can sign up for workout classes so that you have also that accountability or maybe there's like not a refund on the sign up and you will have to go. Oh, something I do is I splurge on workout clothes because I'm going to be feeling a lot better about myself and I'm going to be more excited to go somewhere if I have a cute outfit, you know? (laughs) This is kind of a side note, but If I have to get homework done or if I have to also get a workout done, I find that when I am surrounded by people that it's almost like a good type of anxiety because I know that people are watching me so that it is holding me accountable to actually do the work. Like you can't sit in a library and just be on your phone the whole time. You'll feel awkward because everyone around you is working. You can't go in a gym and not really work out because you're going to feel awkward because everyone else is working out around you. So then you just work out or you do your homework to like kind of fit in, but not in a bad way. That's what I found motivates me to be more productive or get a better workout in. If any of you struggle with not holding yourself accountable, it's always good to have that accountability from other people subconsciously make sure your expectations are realistic going back to the gym example don't drag yourself out of bed at 6 a.m to go seven days a week for an extended amount of time you're not gonna fulfill that goal hate to break it to you so you might as well go at a time that is comfortable with your body and then slowly and steadily increase the amount of days that you go and the amount of time that you spend there and how intense your workout is and then you can work up to your actual goal and then probably exceed it. So that's just a little bit on how to set goals that will actually be fulfilled because you don't want to let yourself down. You don't want to bail on yourself because that sucks. You want to keep the promise to yourself so make sure that The promise is something that can actually be kept and fulfilled. Another good way to set a New Year's resolution is to reflect on the year that you have had. 
I feel like New Year's for everyone is bittersweet because it makes them think about the year and all of the good times that they had, but also all of the bad times that they've had. But I love New Year's, if you can't tell. I think that that is still a good thing because, yes, it makes you reflect on the past, but it's also setting you up to have a better chance at fixing what went wrong the year before. I don't think reflecting is a bad thing in this case because you're not dwelling. You are reflecting and then you are turning that into positive change. (laughs) It is always so weird to look back at every year and be like, I am literally a completely different person. Okay, not completely, but like we all have changed drastically in the past year and it's always so eerie in my opinion, to look back at the year and be like, oh, if only I knew or I can't believe that's what happened. Like so much happens in a year that none of us can predict. So looking back at it is just a wild ride. I find that when I look back in journal entries or even when I look back in pictures, it's just like a weird experience to have that reminder of what you used to be at the time or who you used to hang out with or what you used to be doing. And sometimes it sucks when you stumble across or think about a time in your life where you were a lot happier or a lot more successful or healthier. I don't know. You look back at a life that you're reminiscing on and you're wishing that you felt like that now which sucks. I can tell you guys that I have definitely been happier in other parts of 2022. I'll be real honest with you. So it sucks when looking back at the year and you're just like, ugh, am I going downhill because I'm not enjoying life as much as I did earlier in the year? But I don't think that's the case. It is weird though we all are collectively processing the year and so a lot of emotions come up for everyone because you are thinking about good and bad times maybe good times that you wished you had now or how shitty it was but also i can't decide if it makes me feel happy or sad and not to be negative but i think it makes me feel sad because Even the happy times of my life, it just is a reminder that everything is finite and that we're never going to experience that moment again. We're never going to be in 2022 again. We're never going to live in that time frame or have that exact experience ever again. And your time is continuous. Like it just, it goes on. You can't go back in time. Ugh, I wish I could do that but you can't. Have you ever heard people say, I would do anything to watch that movie again for the first time or listen to that song again for the first time? You remember that first encounter more prominently than any other time you repeat that song or movie. So no matter how many times you try to replicate it, it's never gonna be like the original the first time that you've experienced or heard it or whatever. But yeah, time is infinite and it seems to go on and on and on. We date back so far and have so much ahead of us, but our time on earth is finite and this time of year is a reminder of that. If you're ending this year with any pinch of regret, fix it. 
if you wished you would have done something or if you wished you would have said something or gone somewhere or, I don't know, ate something or bought something, I don't know. If you have any sort of regret, instead of living with that regret and never knowing how your life would have ended up for you, fucking do it. Do what you weren't going to do last year. I challenge you to do it this year because the worst thing that you can do is live your life wondering what if. That will eat you alive. Along the same lines, because our time on earth is finite, it is also unknown. So don't hold grudges on people because you will never know when they're going to leave, when either of you will leave this earth, and you also have no clue what they're going through. I don't hold grudges on people because, first of all, it just drags you down for your entire life, so that's just not fair to you. And also, you never know when someone's going to leave. Have you ever heard of an awful story where a husband and a wife get in a fight and then one of them like dies in a car crash or something? Or you have an argument with someone and then they're not there the next day? Oh my god, I cannot even imagine the regret I would have of someone leaving this earth being on bad terms with me. I would literally be eaten alive. I don't know how I would live with myself. At the end of the day, if something is egging at you to take action, whether that be doing something, saying something, going somewhere, eating something, buying something, I don't know, anything else, you know in your heart what is best for you, and I'm going to leave it at that, but you know what to do if something's constantly in the back of your head like, ugh, I wonder, then stop wondering and actually do the damn thing. So as I was thinking about what I was going to say in this podcast, I ended up coming up with this really interesting way of thinking about life. And maybe it's not original, but my interpretation of it is original and I didn't use any sort of Google or anything to think about it. But picture this, you're driving a car. You don't drive a car only looking one direction. You cannot just drive a car looking in the rear view mirror the entire time. Like, you just can't. You can't look at the side mirrors for the entire time and not look anywhere else. And you also can't look at something way far ahead of you, like a mountain, because that won't help you in the road that you're on right now. So if you look in the rear view mirror, aka if you look in your past and reminisce on your past so much, then you are actually screwed. Like, imagine driving a car looking at the rear view mirror for the entire time. Like, you're done. You're <laughs> you're toast. If you look only at the mirrors to the side or your surroundings, like the people and experiences you encounter in your life, if you are only focusing on that, then you're also going to crash because you're not focused on the road in front of you. And if you are looking at a mountain in the distance on your road or something that is so far in your future, it's not going to help you on the road that you are currently on and then you're going to crash because you're looking at a fucking mountain. How is that going to help you on the road? If you hyper-focus on any of those mirrors, as more time passes and the more that you are only focusing on one mirror or one time frame of your life or experiencing your life, you're going to crash. At the same time, however, let's say you hit someone 
you hit another car. You have to fix it by circling back instead of continuing to drive because that's called a hit and run. A hit and run will get you in a lot of trouble, whether that be karma or just digging you into a deeper hole with guilt. That is when you actually have to turn around and fix the problem that you started. And if you don't, you're going to have the cops following you for the rest of your life, which is called guilt and karma. (laughs) Things go unnoticed while you're driving at first, and sometimes things will just crash into you. And that happens. Like, accidents happen. I remember when I got in my first accident and I was freaking out that I was going to get in so much trouble and I called my dad and he's like, that just happens. Like, you know what sucks is when a rock hits your windshield and you're like, well, who's going to be paying for this? Because this just isn't my fault. (laughs) But like, you have to pay for it because it's just what happens. Like, accidents happen. I remember that happened to me a few times in high school and I would get so pissed because I'm like, this just isn't my fault. This is literally the world. Like, I cannot control rock hitting my windshield, but I have to pay the price for it. And my dad's like, that's the risk you take on the road. It's kind of like that. Some things just happen. You can't control them. You just have to fix it yourself, which sucks. But in the case that someone else causes the damage on your car or your path of life, it'll catch up to them, whether that be in karma or guilt. I fully believe that. Let's say you're driving and you have a blind spot and you, you know, you have to check behind you and remind yourself that there is or isn't something there and then you move. Let's say someone is in your blind spot or in this case, a person or a situation or an incident or a conflict is in the past because it's in your blind spot. It's behind you. Let's say you turn around and you notice the blind spot so you don't move and you continue to go and then you move. You avoided a collision. But if you don't check your blind spot, then you are going to crash into it. If you would have checked your blind spot, you would have avoided it happening. And in this case, it happened again because it's in your past, but you just hit it again because you didn't assess if it had happened before. That's why I believe to forgive people, but do not forget because if you forget, then you aren't checking your blind spot. You are blind and naive. You can forgive them fully, but you can also check your blind spot. That's called being a good driver. (laughs) If you run over a pothole, it's like a struggle in life, you cannot avoid it and you just have to get it fixed. Kind of along the same lines of when life just hits you and It's not necessarily anyone's fault. So you just have to fix it. Like, it sucks, but, like, that's just how it is. If you don't fill your tank, you will run out of gas. So make sure your tank has enough fuel and fill your tank with premium gas. You are valuable and premium, and you deserve the best gas. So fill your tank with premium gas. Premium gas means that you are filling your life with things and people that bring you joy and passion for life, whatever that may be. And fill your tank regularly in order to keep running or keep driving or keep living life. If you do not fill your tank up with premium gas or gas, the things and the people that are fueling your life are toxic and are going to make your car break down or your life crumble. That's like filling your gas tank with fucking four loco and expecting your car to run. It's just not going to happen. So 
you need to make sure that you're at least filling your tank up with gas or some sort of joy and passion for life. But because you value yourself and you know that your car is valuable, you're going to give yourself the premium gas. You're going to give yourself the best of the best because that's what you deserve. Oh, the worst is when you are in a car with someone and they just don't make it enjoyable. Like they're just on their phone the whole time or they're asking, are we there yet? Or they're, I don't know, yelling at you or it's just a shitty car ride because of them. I hate when that happens. First of all, I'm driving you. So for you to negatively affect my drive as I'm literally driving you and you are a passenger princess, like no, that no, you would not. I hate when that happens. It's the worst. Or when just someone is annoying you in the car because you can't get out. Like, you have to get to your destination. Well, that destination is going to be a long drive if you have someone annoying or, I don't know, if you have someone holding you hostage in the car. Imagine you let someone into your car, let someone into your life, and they take the wheel. Like, what are you going to do then? You got to be careful with who you bring into your car. And you have to make sure that they're not annoying as fuck because you don't want a headache as you're driving. (laughs) And make sure that those people in your car or those people in your life are good people that you genuinely enjoy spending time with because that drive is going to be a long time. So if you don't like a passenger in your car, then drop them off and wish them good luck. They can fucking hitchhike (laughs) because this is your car and this is your destination. So enjoy the ride. If you have a few minutes to spare in your drive, without it being debilitating. Help the man that you see on the side of the road whose car broke down. Help those that you see that are struggling on the side of the road. And do that as much as you can without negatively affecting your own life. Keep focused on the road because, first of all, if you get distracted with anything else, you're going to crash. But don't get distracted enough to miss an exit. I hate when that happens. It's so annoying because then you have to go and like circle around again. Oh, it's just annoying, especially when you're running out of time. And in this case, you may not have that opportunity again or the exit in this case. In a typical scenario, when you're driving, you can find an exit somehow. But in the road of life, you may not be able to find that exit or that opportunity again. Sometimes they just come and go. So don't get distracted and miss your exit because you might not be able to find it again. I need to work on this in my own life, but are you enjoying the ride or are you just trying to get from point A to point B? Lately, I've been feeling like I am in survival mode and that I am going through every day trying to get through the next. And I really am going to try to get out of that next year and how I'm going to do that is still a bit unsure because I feel like that is a very big obstacle to tackle but a way to do this is to find things that make you happy and I genuinely feel like I don't have many things like that in my life right now that's on my list of things that I need to do because sometimes We just get distracted and realize that we aren't living life. We are just surviving. And that's not how life should be lived. Like, when you're driving a car, you play music, you make yourself all comfy. If it's cold outside, you put the heated seat on, you get the AC if it's hot. 
you play your favorite tunes, you maybe play puzzle pieces pod. <laughs> like you make it an enjoyable environment. Even if the drive isn't long, I feel like I cannot drive anywhere without any sort of music. Even if the drive is one minute, I always find myself connecting Bluetooth. But in this case, we don't know how long the drive could be. It could be 120 years. That's that's a long time. Or it could be one year. So we might as well enjoy the ride and have great people, great company, great music. Make it your own. At the end of the day, you're the one that's steering. So if you crash into a tree, that's kind of your fault. It's your life, not anyone else's. Don't let anyone else take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hand. I love that song. But no, don't let anyone take the wheel. So that's what I have to say about New Year's. And if you can't tell, I am always a fan of this time of year because it really makes you think about the good and the bad and what worked and what didn't work in your year and how you can improve and how you succeeded and what you did that was great and what you did that needs to be worked on. There's so much that you can reflect on and this is the best time to think about it in a specific time frame, like a year, and then make it your mission for the next year to fix what you didn't like in the year before. You're just making your life better. I really urge you to think about your own year as a whole. It's the best excuse to focus on yourself and to make your life a priority and make it the best ride of your life. And don't forget that when you are driving on the road of life, don't forget what Ferris Bueller once said. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Bye, guys. Bye.